You're listening to I'm Not Your Shrink, and today's episode is all about when we share things with our partner and they end up making it all about themselves. I know you are doing the best that you can right now. Your relationships matter to you. You are important. And yet, over time, we get stuck. We get lost or we stop showing up as our true self. We get hung up on the stories we tell ourselves, the comparisons, or feeling like we are not good enough. I'm Not Your Shrink is a podcast aimed at helping you feel connected to yourself, to others, and to live a life that is in line with what matters most to you. I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife and mother to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Let's dive in. This question comes from Nicole. Dear Dr. Tracy, every time I try to share something with my partner, he goes and makes it about himself. Recently, I was trying to share about an issue with my sister. He got so heated and upset. We've had frequent conflict about my sister that I ended up stop asking for the support that I needed. I'm not sure what to do in these moments, but I do know that resentment is building up and it doesn't feel good. Nicole, I'm so glad that you asked this question as I know many people can relate to this and it is a common thing that shows up in the therapy room between partners. Let's talk first about what could be happening here and then we'll go into some tips around how you can navigate this type of conversation. Something that commonly happens between partners is that they become fused together. One person's experience becomes the other person's. This doesn't leave for separation between your feelings and your partner's feelings. Here is what we must know. We each have our own thoughts, feelings, opinions, desires, wishes, and values. Our responsibility is in how we communicate, how we listen, and how we offer support. In these moments, you are sharing your internal world with your partner. And what sounds like what is happening is that your partner doesn't spend time seeing your internal world and your experience. And instead, their internal world is pressing and it comes out. Sometimes people like to know why this happens. I'm curious how your partner views receiving support. What did their upbringing look like when they shared things? Did his caregivers or previous lovers make space for his own emotional reactions? Or did they sweep them away? Or perhaps he had to press really hard to be heard and would take any moment to jump into his own feelings, not seeing that actually you can take turns sharing feelings and needs. The other thing that comes to mind here is the discomfort with emotions. Is your partner experiencing an intense emotional reaction in this moment? And if they are, they are listening to that and they're reacting to that rather than learning to downregulate their own distress in that moment. When it comes to relationships, the analogy I like to use is like a bridge. We need to practice standing on each side of the bridge and walking over the bridge and seeing what it's like to be our partner, seeing what they're experiencing and perceiving, spending space validating in that, and then taking turns walking back. Okay, Nicole, let's talk about how can we address this? And for those of you who are listening, I'm so curious if you can relate to this common experience as well. I want to talk about addressing this in two different ways. One will be in the moment, 
So that's what you're going to say to your partner when they start to go into that space of maybe even if we call it dysregulation, they go into that space and start taking over the conversation and making it about their own thoughts and feelings. And then also we'll talk about it at another time. It's really helpful to think of our conversations at those two levels. What do we do in the moment? And what do we do at another time? Hopefully you are doing weekly check-in meetings. If you aren't, you will need to come back this season where I am going to talk all about the weekly check-in. It is a powerful tool that we can all be using in our relationship. Okay, let's go to in the moment. In the moment, you might try saying something like, I'm noticing. This is a really tentative way to step outside of the content of the conversation. It would sound like this. Hey, love, I'm noticing that you are sharing how you're feeling here. Or, wow, I'm seeing that you're having really big feelings in response to what I'm sharing with you. The key here is to actually go small. Too much information could overwhelm someone who, if they're having a big emotional reaction, might already be feeling a little bit dysregulated or triggered. We tend to give too much rather than going slow. The key here is to also shift out of the low road. The low road is the emotional brain. And at the emotional brain, your partner is tapping into that and saying, how could your sister do this? I can't believe they're doing this again. They're in their emotions of frustration, of anger, betrayal, things not being fair, whatever that is. And if you meet them down there, you're going to start to say, yeah, that's absolutely what it is. Or, oh, you're making this all about you and I'm frustrated that you can't even see what my feelings are. But instead, we want to try to shift up into the high road. And this is where the brain can put thoughts and feelings together and make sense of the experience. When I'm trying to help my partner come and meet me in the high road, or even when I'm doing it in therapy, I'm doing it by my nonverbals. You'll notice even as you're listening that I started to slow down my voice and that I actually make it a little bit softer and I slow my breathing. And if I'm not so good at dysregulating or I'm struggling in that moment to feel connected and online, I'm going to push my feet to the ground and take a slow, deep breath. Now, if your partner says, yeah, I'm upset, this always happens with your sister, that's okay. We can take a brief moment to see what it is that your partner is saying. So it might sound something like this. Yes, I know this happens. I see you are having big feelings about this situation. So here's the thing. What you do in that moment is you reflect back to your partner. You see them. What they're experiencing is important. But now we want to let them know that this is not the moment for them to put their feelings out there. So what you can say is this, I want to hear about them. First, I need you to see how I'm feeling about this situation. Could you do this before we talk about your feelings? Support for today's episode comes from Cozy Earth. You know I am all about caring for ourselves, especially in these busy years with our young kids. We are pulled in so many directions, but I think it's so important for us to find ways to nurture ourselves that require no additional time from us. I should probably let you in on one of my favorite things to do to look after me, and that is to get a good night's sleep on amazing sheets. I am beyond thrilled to bring you Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products with an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for my listeners. We've got a code. It's SHRINK, S-H-R-I-N-K, for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Now, I didn't believe it until I tried them, but I firmly stand by my sleep improving with the temperature 
regulating technology, which adapts to your body's needs. For the past year, I have not slept on any other brand of sheets. Cozy Earth uses the very best fabrics, materials, and wares, offering superior softness for you to sink into at the end of those long days. I look forward to getting into bed, and we've been loving the sheets for over a year, and their sleepwear is so unbelievably soft, and it's made with such great quality. But the best part is that if you're worried about commitment, enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all of your purchases. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code SHRINK for an exclusive 35% off and give the luxury she deserves with Cozy Earth. Support for today's episode comes from Loop Earplugs. For so long after having children, I kept wondering why I was easily overwhelmed and felt like an angry mom. The noise from the kids, the dog barking, and the sounds around me from everyday life. But I now understand that I'm not an angry mom, and instead, my nervous system gets overwhelmed and overstimulated, which is why I've been turning more and more to my loop earplugs to help me stay more regulated and engaged with the family. I'm using Loop Engage to help dampen the sound around me, and these Loop earplugs allow me to still be with every beat and conversation. I still hear Greg. I can still hear the kids. I love that they are so comfortable, and they come with eight silicone ear tips to ensure the right fit for you. The best part for me is that I take them everywhere with me. They are proving the test of time and not to mention they're stylish in my ears. Plus, we love the kids versions, which we've been able to take to the movies for our kids. I'm so excited that Loop Earplugs is offering you, my community, a discount so that you too can tackle that overstimulation while still being engaged with the activities and people you love. Visit loopearplugs.com and use my code loop times Dr. Tracy for 10% off your order. That's L-O-O-P-X-D-R-T-R-A-C-Y for 10% off your order. Now here's the thing. By even stating this right here, I'm also in some way stating a boundary. I'm saying I need you to see my feelings here before we can go into what your feelings are. Now, this might sound different for your partner. And truthfully, if you haven't done this before, they might be a little bit confused. They might press forward. So you might need to repeat yourself and to help them along the way. So again, what's important when it comes to our communication is that we don't start throwing in all of these other examples. Sometimes we'll start to say, oh, you're doing it again. Just like last week when I was trying to tell you about the thing that my sister did. And then, you know, you made it all about you and it's always about you, right? So in those moments, we get escalated and we lose being able to share what it is that we feel and need. So instead, let's stay with repeating what it is that you're looking for. You could say, I need support. I need you to just simply listen without giving your feelings first so I can fully express what's happening for me. And you might also add, and then after that, I do want to hear how you are feeling. Now that might depend. It depends on the situation because I know for many people, they struggle to hear what it is that their partner is feeling about their family. And that might also be a situation where you put a boundary in place. It might sound something like, you know, I don't want to hear what your feelings are about my family. And actually in this moment, I just need you to support me. As you're listening to that, notice what your internal response is around setting a boundary. When we can tune into that, sometimes it gives us a lot of information about what kind of boundaries we hold. 
So we can also make this expression shorter over time. It would sound like this. I know you are having big feelings to this, but I really just need you to listen to me. And then after we can talk about your reactions to this. And you might even at another time decide that you don't want to hear your partner's feelings about something because that influences you too much. Again, this is you going into a space and finding and co-creating what it means to dialogue about this conversation. Now let's talk about what you might do at another time. So Nicole, I want you to know that in my own relationship, I have also had to do this with my partner because of course our partners get excited at times because they have their own feelings and reactions. And for many of us, we don't know what it means to be that interdependent couple, to have that interdependence in our partnership and to step away from more of that fusion and codependency. So instead, we need to find these ways to be able to share and talk about this that are non-critical and that invite your partner to be open and to communicate with you. I want to emphasize to you listening today that there is a hard reality in our relationships, and that is we can't change the other person. Yes, we can influence them, but we can't change them. What we can do instead is we can give feedback and to communicate our needs and change the way we communicate with them and approach them. So going back to this conversation here, at another time, you might try one of these things to help your partner understand what happens in these moments. You might say something like, there are these times when, or it feels for me in some of these conversations. You might also say, what is more helpful when I share this with you? And then something along the lines of maybe we can practice doing this. So again, approaching your partner with that tentative perspective, if you go into your partner and that conversation saying, you always interrupt me, you never listen to my feelings, you always bring in your own feelings about this conversation, you are automatically inviting your partner to bring up their defensiveness. And so we want to communicate with our partners in a way that's going to help them to be open. So at another time, maybe you're doing the dishes together or you're out for a walk. You might introduce the conversation as saying, hey, I was thinking about yesterday when I was sharing with you about what happened with my sister. I'm not sure if you noticed, but sometimes I notice that your feelings become really big and center in that. And when I talk to you about my sister, I really need you to practice holding those feelings first and making space for how I'm feeling and see what your partner says. And you could also help them by saying, what would be more helpful is if you were to first hear my feelings and talk about how I'm feeling about this, and then we can make space for yours. So what are we doing here? This is about setting boundaries in our relationship around how we communicate with our loved ones. The boundary says, I feel overrided by your emotions when they come out, and I need you to hear me first. You can also add in that loving piece with your partner, which is, I appreciate that you are so involved with the connection I have with my family and I see how much you love me. Whenever we express that appreciation or that empathy towards our partners, it invites them first to hear what it is that we are saying. Now, here's the thing. If you are listening to today's episode and wondering, how can I start to do this in my relationship? I want to tell you that communication is a skill and that for many of us, we didn't take a course, a program. There's no high school lesson in terms of learning how to communicate our feelings and needs with our partners and loved ones. If you are looking to make a different choice in your relationship, join me in my online program, Be Connected. I teach you how to go from disconnected and overwhelmed to being able to communicate and build your connection. 
I answer your questions in my program to make sure that you are getting what you need. And I also give you 12 core lessons plus quarterly masterclasses to help you learn the skills and tools that I teach my clients in my office every single day. Now, I know what you're thinking. You don't have time to add one more thing onto your to-do list, which is why I have made this program so accessible. Each week, you get a weekly intention email with a bite-sized piece for you to help you learn about yourself and your partner and also to change the dynamic that happens between you two. I've got the link in the show notes or visit me, drtracyd.com to learn more. Do you have a question for me to answer on the podcast? Send me a DM on Instagram at drtracyd or hit the contact form on my website, drtracyd.com. And I look forward to hearing your questions soon. All right, it's my turn to ask something from you. I don't know who listens to these podcasts and I would love to hear from you. Leave me a review, click the stars on the iTunes app or type in a few words to let me know if today's episode was helpful, if it resonated with you or any other kind of feedback. And I look forward to hearing from you. Remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for the care from a licensed mental health care provider. Until next time, take good care of you. And remember, you are right where you need to be. What's up, guys? I'm Gabrielle Stone, host of FML Talk. After being love-bombed, married, and cheated on, trust me, I've got some perspective on love, heartbreak, trauma, and healing. FML Talk has become weekly therapy for my listeners, where I give you a safe space to heal with, of course, a few F-bombs thrown in. Fun girl talk episodes, solo episodes that will guide you on your healing journey, and guests with stories that will leave your jaw on the floor. Grab a cocktail and come hang with me every Wednesday on FML Talk.